Welcome to Healing the Podcast with your host, Ashlyn Tori. I am a heels and burlesque instructor, a confidence mentor, and the creator of High Vibe Heels, living in the gorgeous mountains of Asheville, North Carolina. In this safe and sacred portal, we will be having intentional conversations about dancing in a heel, spirituality, self-love, sensuality, conscious business, and even more juicy topics that I hope empower you to show up in the world as your boldest and brightest self. I am so excited to go on this journey with you. Now let the magic begin. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of Healing the Podcast. I am sitting in my parents' house right now recording this episode, so I apologize in advance if the acoustics are a bit off or strange in any way. There are a lot of noises. It's an older house. This was actually the house that my mom grew up in, and so (laughs) there are always creaks and noises and hums and all the things, so apologize in advance. We are pup-sitting for my parents this week. They are on vacation for their anniversary, and so I am pup-sitting their dog, Maddie, and I also have Aries, so it's just been (laughs) a lot, and I'm really excited to get to sit down and chat with you because I feel like it's one of those pieces of my work that's actually really relaxing and calming for me. And just helps me to process things that I'm thinking about or working through with my clients or working through personally. And it's just nice to take a bit of a breather. I feel like last week was such a doozy of a week. If you follow me on Instagram, I did a poll asking how everyone else's week was because mine was rough to say the least. I often have fatigue after a launch and creatrix biz builder the pre-sale ended and anytime i have a launch i feel like my body always crashes because it's so much output and you're creating constantly and you're talking to people and you're selling and you're marketing and you're doing all of this work and it's just <laughs> a lot and so i came out of that and i had to drive after the launch finished to charlotte which is like two and a half hours from Asheville. And I went to get my hair done. If you didn't know, I have extensions. I've had them since my wedding. And so I have to go to someone very specific to get my extensions done. And the last time I went, she was fantastic. But this time it started out with this like insane rainstorm. (laughs) And my car was hydroplaning all over the highway. It was so terrifying for two and a half hours. I have a Kia Soul. So she doesn't handle much weather in general. And so when I got there, I was already frazzled. And then when she gets done with my hair, which is like a three and a half hour process, I realized that my extensions were a different color than my hair. And so by that point, the exhaustion from the launch, the intense car ride, everything just came crashing down. And I screamed the whole way back to Asheville. I mean, screamed, like just yelled and cried in the car pure emotional mental breakdown but that was exactly what I needed I just needed to process it because we have times like that where we just have so many things that feel like all at once come crashing down on us and we have to process those emotions in some way and so many of you babes were saying that the same week was very hard for you and it must be something astrologically in the air I feel like as well January is just an intense time So many of us, you know, we come right out of the holidays and we jump into something new. And I'm super guilty of this because I decided to launch Creatrix Biz Builder right after the new year. That was my own personal decision. 
And because of that, you know, the end of this month has just felt like so much because I really didn't give myself a huge break. And when you own your own business, it's kind of hard to do that because you love what you do so much and you just could work all the time. And so I feel like so many people are feeling that energy, which is why I wanted to talk about social media today and talk about how to set boundaries with technology. Because to me, one of the number one contributors of my stress, of my anxiety, of feeling burnt out is social media and not setting the proper boundaries with it. And so I feel like I'm never fully able to relax there. And just being here shows me how much myself and my husband crave a really peaceful lifestyle. And that is definitely something we are manifesting a place where we can have nature and it's quiet other than the birds and, you know, the sounds of the wind and things like that. But it's incredible just how quiet it is here. And we were also talking about just ways that we can create that environment without necessarily having to be in nature all the time in you know the middle of nowhere all the time and that kind of contributed to the phone conversation and social media and personally I really hate being on my phone even though I have to do it for my job I really don't like it I don't like having it around if you know me like I never really text people I'm always voice noting because the longer I have to sit there and type out a message the more just disgusted I feel (laughs) with having my phone in my hands and this comes from a lot of different things which we will get into and I really had kind of an up and down relationship with my phone and social media over the years but I feel like I've come to this really good place overall with social media and with how much time I spend on my phone and things like that. But of course that guilt comes up, right? And this is something we'll talk about the fear of missing out or, you know, comparison and things like that. And I sometimes have felt guilty just for the fact that I don't like being on my phone, especially because I'm so grateful to have the job that I have where I am connecting on social media and I get to create content for a living. But I've really tried to figure out in the last few years how I can make it work for me. Instead of being tied to my phone, instead of being kind of addicted to my phone, like I feel like a lot of us are, I've been trying to come to a place where it's like a happy medium. And that's what I want to share with you in this episode because I know how challenging it can be when we are tied to our phones, we are tied to the instant gratification of social media. And it's really important for our mental health, for our physical health, for our overall well-being to set really good boundaries with it and to understand our own relationship with it so that we can use it as a tool and not as something that brings us down or harms us in any way or again, puts us in a state of anxiety and things like that. It's important to set those boundaries for your well-being. So we are going to chat about all things social media, how to make the relationship with social media work for you, support you, and all those beautiful things. Because I do believe that social media can be a beautiful tool. I really do. But we have to use it in a way that supports our greatest good and not the way that everyone else is using it or be on all the platforms that everyone else is on or doing all the things because I think that's the root cause of a lot of us not being happy. We are not being authentic. We're not doing what really lights us up. And so, yes, (laughs) I could go on a tangent forever, but I really do want to dive into all the tangible tools about social media and how it can be a really synchronistic relationship, which I believe that it can. So, In the past, my relationship with social media was definitely 
all over the place. It was fun and just creativity. And then all of a sudden it got a little rocky (laughs) once I started doing food blogging and things like that. I had a blog called a dancer's plate and the wellness industry was really kind of popping off. And there were so many people on Instagram sharing their photos of their avocado toast and branding partnerships with healthy snacks and yoga brands and things like that. I was in the height of it. Travel, fashion photography. I just wanted it all to be my life. I wanted to be a quote unquote influencer. And the thing is, I didn't know how to turn it off. So my bestie Savannah and I actually went on a trip to California with our my boyfriend at the time, which was Luke, and then her husband at the time. And we went on this couple's trip, a road trip, and we were so consumed with taking photos and getting the right Instagram shots. I mean, thousands and thousands of photos, you guys. It was so obnoxious. And Luke and I actually broke up on that trip, which is a huge effect of me being so consumed with just photos and content and posting and Instagram and likes and followers. Like I was just purely obsessed and it's okay to be passionate about what you do, but it's not okay to ruin in the moment experiences. Like we were going to the most incredible places in California, Yosemite national park. We were in Monterey. We were just everywhere and it was an incredible trip. And the only thing I was concerned about was getting the right photo, not being present, not making memories. And I think that's when I really understood that I had like a problem with social media. And it's not that those things are bad, that traveling and taking photos and stuff are bad because they're not, but we would just take up all of our time doing it. And then we would spend all of our hours back at the hotel, just editing stuff and not being present with our partners. So not only did that start, well, it ended, (laughs) it started the end of my relationship with Luke at the time, but it also sent me down kind of a dark path of seeking that external validation. And the thing is, I wasn't even making money from it. This wasn't something that was like an income for me. I was just getting sent free products and free clothes but I wanted to be seen. I, again, was seeking that validation, trying to prove my worth and make my life seem more amazing than maybe it was. (laughs) And the reason for that is because again, I wasn't being present in those moments. Everything was for the gram. Everything was for photos. And it's so fascinating because I love photos and I love videos and I love making content and all of those things. But the reason why you do it, that is what's important throughout this conversation, as I talk about social media, it's never that social media is a bad thing. It's that your intention can dictate whether or not it's a negative or a positive in your life. So Luke and I broke up. I was still heavily into social media for a while, but then I went through some health stuff and I hated seeing myself in photos due to like my skin breaking out and I was really puffy and I didn't feel well. So I completely cut out social media. I just... Once again, I hated being on it. It was very triggering for me. And once I realized that I probably wasn't going to be an influencer for my career, I just gave up on it completely. And I lost so many followers that I had worked incredibly hard to get. I think I was at maybe 12, 13,000 followers. And I lost 
thousands of followers. I think I have around 9,000 right now, but that's just because I just stopped posting. I didn't really care. I was over it. And then I also got into an abusive relationship. So it was just, there was a lot going on. <laughs> I was trying to discover who I was and posting online just no longer felt fun because I was so attached to the likes and the followers. When those started going down, it wasn't filling me up anymore. So Again, I got into an abusive relationship and I filled that void in another way. I was always trying to fill up my cup in ways that were outside of me. That's really, I feel like what a lot of this revolves around and that's where social media can be such a trap because we're trying to get other people to approve of us when really the only person's approval that we need is ourself. So I really came back to social media around the time that I started posting burlesque and heels class videos. And again, at first it was really for a sense of validation. I think Luke and I had broken up again at this time <laughs> and I just wanted to like show off my bod, get some like comments in the DMS. I was really doing it for that validation. But then all of a sudden, once I really got into heels and burlesque, I realized that it wasn't for that for me personally. It wasn't for other people. It was for me. And because of that, I wanted to share that experience with other women and how it changed my life because the heels and burlesque really initiated my spiritual awakening, me coming home to myself, giving myself the validation that I've been needing. And so it was coming from a place of just wanting to share about what I was doing and inspire others. And I wanted to serve them. I wanted to build a community off of what I was learning. I wanted to create a space online where women could take the heels and burlesque classes I was taking, even if there wasn't studios in their area. And so that was kind of the transition from social media being about me <laughs> to it being about others. And damn, did that ruffle some feathers. And this is where I kind of experienced social media in a different way that I feel like, you know, if you're a big content creator online, or if you're someone that's very much in the public eye, hate on social media is just something you have to get used to because people are brutal and vicious on social media in a way that they would never be in person. And I started experiencing a little bit of that because people were upset with what I was posting. They were upset with what I was wearing and how I was dancing because it made them uncomfortable. It made them uncomfortable to see someone doing something where they would maybe never give themselves permission to do that. And so that backlash was incredibly hard for me because I had never experienced really any backlash online and it affected me for a while. And that's a really deep issue that I have with social media because essentially what happened was one of my dance videos got sent to my mom in some way. So someone had literally taken a screen recording from my Instagram story and sent it to my mom. And it was like a pretty raunchy <laughs> burlesque video. So obviously they freaked out because they had never seen me dance in that way. They didn't really know I was dancing burlesque. And I just think about like what would cause someone to do that? Because in my mind, commenting negativity on other people's content on social media, sending videos and photos as like a way to hurt someone else or to make someone feel bad or to create drama. I will just never, ever understand it. I will never understand it. That is not the way that I think I would never spew negativity online. I would never make fun of other people online or try to create friction and drama in people's lives. I just, I don't get it. People are so comfortable 
doing things like that on social media and creating this kind of conflict because it's not in person, right? It's not in person. So it's so much easier to just send this or comment this or whatever it is. And it's because that person is deeply hurting in some way. You don't do something like that if you are good with who you are and you're confident in yourself. You're not worried about what other people are doing. So I think that's why I've always had kind of a love-hate relationship with social media because I don't like the dark side of it. I don't like the hatred. And like I just think about how many suicides and teen deaths are triggered by online bullying. There was actually a situation in my hometown with a family friend's son who was very young and took his own life because of social media or because of bullying and things like that. I don't know the exact experience, but I know it happens so, so much. And I don't know the exact statistic, but I know it's severe and it has gone up tremendously since social media and Instagram and TikTok and things like that came to be. So it's a problem and I don't know collectively how we're going to fix it, but I think being able to regulate our own relationships with it and set those boundaries is a great way to start. But I think having these conversations and setting those boundaries and learning to create a barrier around yourself that kind of protects you from all the negative aspects of social media, I think it's a really good way to start to come back to this place of just using social media as a thing that we use for fun versus an extension of us. Like the things that people say, they actually mean something about us and who we are and our character and all of those things. Because when we can detach from social media, I feel like we finally can take our power back. My loves, let's pause for a moment. I have a question for you. What if you could completely transform your dancing and your life in just 90 days? What if you had the confidence to finally go after the things you desire, to manifest all that you've ever wanted, to step into your highest expression of self, all simply by dancing in a heel? I am so excited to share that my signature heels and burlesque program, Confidence, the Heels Method, is currently open for enrollment. CHM is a 90-day program that will not only build your dance technique from the ground up and teach you how to be confident AF on the dance floor, but it also gives you the tools to tap deeper into your limiting beliefs, get to the root of what's holding you back through spiritual tools and one-to-one guidance with myself, and finally live the life you were meant to live. What if you could live without the fear of pleasing others? What if you could stop comparing yourself to other dancers and other women? What if you didn't hate your body? What if you didn't live in a place of scarcity and uncertainty? What if you could finally take control? CHM includes 12 weeks of confidence, healing, spirituality, burlesque, and heals curriculum, weekly mentor calls with me, as well as six live group workshops, exclusive dance choreography and technique classes only for CHM students, and access to the CHM community. Every single woman who has enrolled in this program will tell you that it completely changed her life. I have watched babes quit their jobs, manifest homes and partnerships, begin their career in burlesque, and ultimately stop worrying about what everyone else wants for them and truly embodying their most confident self. To grab your spot, click the link below to book a free discovery call with me to see if this program is a good fit for you. I would love to see you in this next round. Thank you.
So anyways, that experience was the ultimate test for me and honestly triggered such a huge up level because I rebelled and I posted my videos anyway. I think at first I did create um, a private account because I just mentally couldn't handle the backlash that I was getting from like my family and stuff. And so I created that account to keep myself safe while I was moving through this transition. And then once I felt confident enough, I got rid of that account and started posting on my personal account again. And I finally felt like I was showing up as my full self versus this kind of self that was just trying to people please everyone. And yes, I lost followers. And yes, people didn't like it. I lost tens of followers by the day, 20 followers a day. But so what? Like I wasn't doing it for a number anymore. And I wasn't doing it to make people happy or to make people like me. I was doing it because I wanted to do it. Like end of story. It made me feel good. And that is what I feel like I keep coming back to with social media, just doing it because it feels good and because it feels fun. And I also started my YouTube channel around this time. And one of my YouTube videos popped off and that was like really cool to see people enjoying my tutorials, even though that tutorial is rough. I look back and I'm so embarrassed, but I leave it up because people have loved it and it's been really popular, but it's just so interesting to see that evolution. And you guys, YouTube is hands down my favorite social media channel. I love it so much. It feels real. I feel like I get to know the people that I'm watching better. It feels more inspiring to me. Every single morning when I'm eating my avocado toast, because that's what I have every day, (laughs) I watch one of my favorite YouTubers. That is inspiring to me. I personally like don't even scroll on social media, you guys. I go to maybe 10 accounts in total that I like check up on. And of course I comment on my community stuff and my friend stuff and things like that. I love checking in with you guys, but it doesn't inspire me as much. And that's why I feel like I don't enjoy posting on Instagram as much, but I really enjoy posting on YouTube. I enjoy the process of YouTube and long form content a lot more. And listen, I tried to get on TikTok multiple times. I hated it. I don't even have the app (laughs) on my phone. I did not like it. I don't like consuming it. I don't like creating it. And I think especially if you're a content creator, just check in with the things that you consume and say, Hey, like, what do I love to watch? What do I enjoy? And move that way. I think where we mess up in business is trying to do things like everyone else. And if you're not starting your own business or you don't have a business, again, like don't feel like you have to consume on one content platform just because everyone else is doing it. Like just take in content that makes you feel good and you inspired. And to me, where Instagram has kind of become this like real platform mimicking TikTok, I didn't enjoy that. I loved Instagram for the photos. And so because it's no longer a photo platform, it's hard for me to enjoy it. But YouTube, I love the like long form content. I love the interior design content. I love the tapping videos with Gala Darling. I take all of my workout classes and my yoga classes on YouTube. There's something for everyone. And I feel like that's why I really love that platform. And it's easy to feel pressure to follow what's trending, especially if you have a business. So I get it. I get trying to spread yourself across multiple platforms if you're trying to promote your work. But also, why in the world (laughs) would we do something that doesn't light us up? I personally started my own business to have fun. 
there are platforms I feel so much more creative on. And so I'm focusing on those to serve my community most importantly, but also to express myself and to share bits and pieces of my life in a way that feels really good. And YouTube and podcasting to me are where it's at. Like today I was like, maybe I'm going to upload a podcast. Maybe I'm not. I've been really consistent up until now. And I was like, yeah, I want to record a podcast because it makes me feel good. And I love talking to you babes and sharing my insights and I don't have to get dressed up and put makeup on or anything. I can just sit down and chat, which is one of my favorite things to do. If you know me, I'm a talker. (laughs) And so I love that. I post on Instagram when I feel inspired. Like today I hopped on Instagram stories because I had just finished up an intro to poll series and I wanted to share about my experience with that and how bad I was because <laughs> your girl is not a pole dancer. Okay. She's trying her best, but she's got a lot of work to do a long way to go. And I thought that was an important message to share with my community. That is when I feel inspired to post on Instagram. Not when I feel like it's another thing on my to-do list. I've just stopped putting that pressure on myself in general. And I've learned that if you force yourself to do something and you show up online, people can tell. They can sense in your energy that it's not authentic. And I think for so long, I tried to be perfect and create perfectly curated content, especially because I'm an aesthetic person. It's very hard for me to show up online and not make it aesthetic or beautiful or go together in the grid in some way. And I've realized how much that doesn't resonate (laughs) with people. I feel like more and more social media, Instagram especially, is leaning towards more raw, real content. Not curated content, not perfectly aesthetic content, just real, which is originally what Instagram was all about, was just in the moment photos, right? And I personally don't even enjoy super curated content. I mean, I guess it just depends. I guess wait, it depends <laughs> because I love like a perfectly curated pastel home decor tour, or I love like people style content and yeah, things like that. But it's not like perfectly curated in front of a photo backdrop with a professional photographer. You know, it gets boring. And I think I'm leaning away from that. I think I'm leaning away from trying to make everything look perfect, essentially, because I personally want the realness and I know you babes listening probably do as well. It's not about perfection anymore online. I think we were all trying to make our lives look so magical and beautiful all the time with all the filters and the sparkles and the things like that, which I love. But we also need to show up with the realness and show up with who we truly are authentically, which I am all those things. I am pastels and glitter and (laughs) aesthetically pleasing photos, but there's also another side to me. And we're just over the fakeness, I think, as a collective. I think we are over the fakeness of non-relatable content. Not that people posting it are being fake necessarily. I think we just need a more raw experience on social media, which is what I'm trying to get to in a very roundabout way. I feel like that's what I'm trying to say is that I want to just be as real as possible online instead of adding to this narrative that everyone has these beautiful, perfect, aesthetically curated lives, because that's just not the case at all. So that's a goal of mine in 2023 is more authenticity, 
less curation, even though I love a good extra photo shoot with disco balls, but mixing in the realness, more vlogs, Instagram stories, that feels really good for me right now online. So that's what I'm going to be showing up with. So now that we've talked about my evolution of social media, I want to share with you the ways that I've set really good boundaries with social media and how you can create your own relationship to social media that feels good and inspiring. So again, the number one most important thing is to protect your mental health. So how I do that is I unfollow people that I don't like, or I mute them for God's sakes. If you do not want to unfollow a friend or a acquaintance or someone that just makes you feel like shit every time you watch their content because maybe they trigger you in some way or you're comparing yourself to them or whatever it is, mute them. You don't have to just keep watching their content. <laughs> like, why would we do that? It makes us feel bad. They are never going to see that you muted them. So do yourself a favor, mute the people that you feel triggered by their content or they just annoy you or <laughs> whatever it is and just unfollow the people that do not serve you at all. That has been such a game changer for me. And then follow accounts that inspire you. My social media feed is like a perfectly curated magazine of all of the accounts that I love, the people that inspire me, the dancers and the instructors that give me inspiration for my own dances. And my friends, of course, the people that I love in my life who I want to support and see their content, that is what my feed is created. It's like my own Pinterest board on Instagram. And so what I did is I created, because my old Instagram, I was following thousands of people. It was like impossible to unfollow all of them. I just started a new account, which is the High Vibe Heels account. And I've been able to curate my feed to exactly what I want it to be. And then get on YouTube, like do not sleep on YouTube. If you are not on the YouTube bandwagon, please get on it because YouTube and podcasts are just where it's at. I feel like, again, you get a deeper look into people's lives. It's not just like this 10 second clip of them or this photo that's again, perfectly curated. It's deeper. And also you can learn so much on YouTube. Like anything you ever want to learn is on there and set boundaries. Whatever social media that you use, set boundaries with it. Don't wake up in the morning and scroll. <laughs> I know this is something we all do, even though we know we're not supposed to. I'm still working on this myself. And what has really helped me is putting my phone on airplane mode and then anything else that I need for my morning rituals, like meditations or tapping videos. I like either pull it up on my laptop or my iPad and I just put the phone away. That's been really important. Otherwise I will start working at six in the morning, which is so unhealthy. And then also delete the apps that suck your energy. Who cares if you miss out on something or who cares if all of your friends are on TikTok? Like if it doesn't make you happy, get rid of it. <laughs> okay. Anything that drains your energy in any way, or just set like really strict boundaries. Something that I used to do, I would just delete the Instagram app for like weeks at a time because for some reason my thumb would always just go over to the app. Even if I hit it or whatever on my phone, I would still somehow find it. And so even if you have to do something like that, where you take a detox from social media or you just delete the app for a certain period of time, that can be really helpful. And something that my 
really close friend Greta does. And if you heard Greta on the podcast, she's such a queen when it comes to her boundaries with social media, but she started using her laptop instead of her phone. She took Instagram, social media off of her phone completely. And anytime she wanted to check in with her friends and things like that, she would just go on her laptop and use the desktop version. And this is a little bit harder if you do have a business. It is doable, but for me, I've just like learned to set those really strict boundaries that I don't necessarily need to do that. But again, it's a personal experience. And then having a phone bedtime is also really helpful. So by like eight o'clock, nine o'clock, putting your phone away, this is also important for your sleep, babes. Looking at a blue light (laughs) right before you go to sleep, you're not going to be able to get into that deep REM sleep. You're going to feel maybe groggy when you get up in the morning and it's just not good for you. So having a phone bedtime, putting your phone away. Again, I sleep with my phone on airplane mode. My husband does not, <laughs> like, which really frustrates me, but also if anyone needed to reach us in case of an emergency, they could always contact him. And then if you feel like FOMO, if you feel the fear of missing out, when you go off of social media, just try to fill your life with things that don't make you feel like you're missing out. You know, I think a lot of times we feel like, oh, if we didn't take a picture, it didn't happen. But take photos for yourself or, you know, just fill your life with things that feel really beautiful and sparkly and magical that you can just soak up the memories and not have to post them online. And this is something I really struggle with because I love sharing what I'm doing. But also if I'm doing things that light me up and I'm traveling or I'm hanging out with friends or I'm being present with my partner or walking my dog, that's a moment that I can be really present in. That's a moment that I can fill up my own cup without the need to feel like I'm missing out on life. Just because we're not on social media doesn't mean we just stop living our lives, right? (laughs) We don't want to live for social media. We want to live for the reason that this life is very, very short and that we need to soak up every single moment that we have, every experience that we have, And so that's kind of how I avoid like the fear of missing out. Like when you're not on social media, you don't know what people are doing. And if your life is really good, then you're not feeling that like lack or that comparison in any way. You are just living your own life and letting other people live theirs. And I love people that aren't on social media and they're living these epic lives like my, um, uncle and his wife, they live the coolest life and they have traveled so many places and they do not have social media. And I think they are so cool (laughs) and they do so much cool shit. And I think some of the coolest people don't have social media. So don't look at it like, oh my gosh, you're missing out or you're like not cool because you don't have social media. If you don't have social media, I personally think you're the coolest person ever. (laughs) And if you have boundaries to social media, I think you are the coolest person ever and you are ahead of the game. Okay. And then also, if you don't want to be on it, if you don't have a business, if you don't have a need to be on social media and it drains your energy, just get off of it, delete it, let it go. I feel like so many people feel the pressure to be on there and there's literally no pressure to be on social media. Again, if you're filling your life with things that light you up and you don't want to post about them, you just want to be present, 
that is an option as well. Like you are in charge of everything in your life. You're in charge of your relationship to social media. You're in charge of what you post and what you don't post. You're in charge of if you have the app at all, you get to decide. Like you are in the power position with all of this. And even though there are things that work for me and that feel really good for me, they may not work for you. And that is perfectly fine. I know social media is such a tricky thing, babes, but I hope this information, this episode supports you and gives you a different way to look at social media. So many people, content creators, business owners are kind of preaching, this is how you make this amount of income, or this is how you get a million followers on Instagram or subscribers on YouTube and things like that. It's like formula driven, but for me, it's feeling driven, feeling over formula every single time, because the people that are just focused on the formula, they are eventually going to burn out and they're eventually going to hate what it is they're doing. And they're going to resent (laughs) social media as a platform and social media can bring so much beauty. It has brought me so many friends and it has taught me so many different things that I never would have known. I mean, I get to watch some of my favorite dancers and I get to see homes that inspire me and I learn a lot about style. I mean, these things, we are so lucky to have access to people all over the world and the information that they have and that they are sharing. So there's such a beauty to it, but find what works for you. It can be such a powerful tool if you use it in the right way. And also if you don't use it at all, that's great as well. Like it really doesn't matter. It's just energy and we choose how it impacts us. Just like money, things like that. It's just an energy. It's not good or bad. We make it good or bad. We make it again, a negative or positive experience. And so I really want social media to be something that's positive for you and uplifting for you. And I want you to have a relationship to it that feels really good and really inspiring. So you babes are amazing. I love connecting with you all on social media. I love sharing content with you. It will not be going away anytime soon. I really do love what I do. And it's all because of you babes listening to this podcast and consuming my content on YouTube. I'm just forever grateful for you all. But thank you so much for listening. I love you babes to the moon and back. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Thank you, babes, so much for joining me today. If you love this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you gave us a five-star rating and review. It really helps the podcast to be discovered by even more amazing humans who could benefit from this work and from healing in a heal. And if you screenshot your rating and review and send it to ashlyntorydance at gmail.com or send it to me on Instagram, I will send you a free burlesque workshop as a gift. Also, don't forget to follow along on Instagram at hi.vibe.heals to stay up to date on all the heels, burlesque, spirituality, and empowering content that your soul desires.